Hello, podcast people. You just made my day. How you doing, folks? Welcome to Made My Day Podcast, the podcast that celebrates the little tiny wonderful things in life. This is episode 18, brought to you the week of June 17th, 2014. I'm your host. My name is James Kennison. As you know, this show was created for one reason and one reason only, to help me to get through the tail end of my struggle with depression by finding the little tiny wonderful miracles in every single day, finding at least one thing that makes every day worthwhile. And that's what we're going to do right now. Without any further ado, here are my rapid fire MMDs. First of all, Jenna, my daughter, found a friend at swim team. And that's pretty awesome. You know why? Because they had to switch schools. Because of my depression, I lost my job or I gave up my job, had to quit one of the perks was her getting free schooling. We were able to swing it for a year paying for it because they gave it to us at 50% off. But this year it's time to move to public school. And so it's awesome that she found a friend that she could hang out with at swim team. Swim team is every single day. I just want you to know that when I was a kid, we just went to, to the pool and the only thing that was uh, the only constructiveness that or rules, I guess I should say, is there was no rough housing. Um, you had to prove that you could swim across the deep end before you could use the diving board. And every it felt like every five minutes we had to get out of the pool for 15 minutes for adult swim or sunburn. I'm not sure why we did that. So, Yeah. <laughs> My son is swimming with no fear. Again, swim team every single day. Um, I think I I think I did this a couple days ago. If you go on um, gok.nlcast.com, it's my personal audio blog or audio uh, podcast actually. And I talked, I live podcasted this episode where my son was freaking out about having to swim. Because he always freaks out whenever he's got something new that involves other people and pressure and all this kind of stuff. Um, so go back and listen to that, and then you'll understand truthfully why it's such a big deal that my son is now swimming with no fear. It is a, it is a great thing. I guess this falls more in the category of making somebody else's day, which I try to do. Uh, there was a guy... I can't even remember his name, but he's part of the hobby podcaster group that I made on Facebook. And he was making some new artwork for his podcast that was called Talking About My Generation. And it was really it was really good stuff. He had a, a background of the Rebel Alliance uh, logo from Star Wars. And then he had used like Transformers font and... Um, I don't even know what other kind of font, but just fonts that you would recognize from the 80s. And he, he had done a really good job on it, but I am a professional, you know, logo, graphic designer, podcast artist, or podcast art artist. And so I took his basic idea 
And I just took it to the umpteenth level and just gave it to him just for free. And um, he's using it. And if you go to Talkin', well, I guess so, T-A-L-K-I-N, it's uh, mygenerationpodcast.com. And if you go there, you'll see I also made him a header. And it's just talking about my generation. Oh, that's it. The generation was done up like Nintendo. So it was pretty cool. But if you look at the the artwork itself, I, I added some Pac, not Pac-Man, something in there. It's cool stuff. So that was fun. I love when I get to do stuff for people. I can't do it all the time, obviously. But when I have some time and when the mood hits me just right, and I see a place where I can benefit somebody else, um, I do it. And uh, matter of fact, oh, I got to get this off my chest. <laughs> the other day I was driving down the street and there was this old man and he was pushing a um, a piece of furniture. I, I don't even know. It looked like It looked like something you'd put in the corner and put china on, but it wasn't real wide. It's about as wide as one of those cabinets you'd see over somebody's toilet and about as deep. And he was pushing it down the street almost like it had wheels on it, but you could tell it didn't. It, he was just scraping it up, scraping it up. And I'm thinking he either bought that just now or he took it, you know, from the side where they're where they drop off stuff. Um, but I really wanted to stop and help him out, you know, and pull over and, and put it in the back of the car Uh but I was unfortunately on the way to pick up my kids from swim practice and my, um, my window had gone out. And so my door panels and all the pieces and all the stuff like that were in the trunk where I normally would have been able to flip up a seat and slide that joker in. It was just going to be a big hairy pain. And then I would also be leaving my kids at, at, uh, at this swim practice, which is a public pool. Um, and the coaches would leave and all this but that's that's been bugging me because I really wa- I really wanted to help the guy. It would have been it's something I just would have done without any thought. Um, but I don't know. I kind of imagine though, since that that furniture was probably made out of particle board, this is kind of sad to 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 find something funny in it now. By the time he pushed that Joker home, I'm wondering if it wasn't like an eraser on where it wore down to the point that all he had was the the upper shelf, the lower cabinet was just particle boarded out oh it's terrible it's terrible um i got to see girl meets world finally um with my my son and my my daughter uh it's a big deal because jenna and i are going to start a girl meets world podcast and it's our first tv prod podcast and and everybody else was getting to see it early you know because they had this app that allowed their um but our our cable didn't you know, sync with it or didn't play nice with it or didn't pay the fee to, to be allowed to plug in our password and be able to use this app. So um, on iTunes, it, it came available for free. And uh, so we were able to sit down and watch that Joker. And I don't know, it's getting a lot of hate from the Twitter peeps, uh, but I loved it. I thought it was funny. I think it's got a lot to offer. And you know, was it the best piece of television I've ever seen in my life? No. Uh, was it better than all the other uh, Disney Channel stuff? It was right on par, I would say. Jokes and all that kind of stuff. Maybe a little deeper, though, because they're trying to have a message there. So that was really neat. 
And uh, my daughter and I sat down right afterwards and we tried our first podcast together, just practicing episode zero, zero, as we call it. We always do a, a, a trial no matter what. Um, and it was neat. It was good to just sit down and be recording with her again. A guy named Zeke sent me a picture of a Buzz Lightyear hermit crab. And I, he was just out and, uh, and he saw this hermit crab with a Buzz Lightyear painted on it. He took a picture and he sent it to me and it's, and it's from the bottom. Like he climbed up underneath it or stuck his phone underneath the, the tank, you know, the fish tank that they were all in and took the picture. So it, it, I just imagine he had to have seen it from up top first. And then the thing wiggled and squiggled and, um, unless he is a middle schooler, which he is, and uh, and he was underneath the tank just because that's sometimes what they do. So, Zeke, thanks for the picture, man. I love that. I always love uh, when somebody's thinking about me, so that's cool. Um, I got my – I mentioned earlier my window went out in my car. It's, um, it's an 11-year-old vehicle. It's paid off. We have no plans to replace it anytime soon. It's a 2003 Honda Element. And it works really good. And um, I was turning down, I was rolling down the window and something just went poing, you know, and pop. And the, the window dropped down into the into the door like a guillotine and uh, scared the mess out of us. But long story short, I was able to get online and find a replacement um, system, you know. There was a motor and some sort of track. I took it out of the car. Um, I was able to shut up the window without using plastic. Basically I put the window in, put it all the way up. And then I cut a piece of wood exactly the length between the bottom of the window and where it touched the inside bottom of the door. And I kind of just wedged it in there. And it was really neat because it rained like a beast here um, uh, a few nights in a row and actually delayed me putting in the new, uh, you know, system, whatever they call that. But it was it was um, a little ghetto looking on the inside, but from the outside it looked great because uh, I didn't have to use any tape. I I just I swore to myself, I'm like I'm not using any, <laughs> not using any duct tape because it's like the redneck's best friend, and uh, it's the way I learned how to fix things. But um, have you ever seen that on somebody's car when you pull it off, man? You never get those little dots of adhesive off your car. It stays. This little white haze kind of sparkle thing. Uh, and, and so, anyway, I got it in today. I put it in. It went in very easily. I had purchased a set of ratchets, which made the job absolutely possible instead of impossible. Because uh, <laughs> there was a part where you have to, once you get everything in, you had to, to activate it and lower the mechanism down to where it lined up with these two holes in the door about midway down. Then you put your door, your, your glass back in, you drop that joker down in there and then you put these screw the screws in, um, or bolts. And there would have been no way in the world that I would have been able to put those in without an extension, uh, uh ratchet thing that stuck out about three inches. So that went through the hole. So it was just great. I mean, anybody that has ever fixed anything, and not had the right tool or you've done the opposite and have had the exact right tool. And the job has just been so easy. You will appreciate how big of a deal that could be. But the biggest MMD about the whole thing 
is it looks exactly like it did. It works exactly like it did. And instead of paying what was probably been of a, a five hundred to a seven hundred dollar job, uh, I paid fifty one dollars because I got off Amazon. Pretty cool. Hey, uh, here's some here's some other ones. Those were supposed to be the rapid fire ones. Uh, I still tell stories for each one, but here here's some other ones. Uh, here's here's what I call the story made my days. I cleaned my office. Um, it had, it's been a mess for a while. Ever since I put my standing desk in, um, I, I had a bunch of stuff just kind of pile up, you know. And um, I had a lot of drawers that are suddenly missing. In my old desk, I had drawers. I had these big, deep drawers. I had uh, little ones that I was able to put a bunch of stuff in. And all this stuff was sitting in little file boxes piled up. I went to Ikea. I got some drawer systems for my little uh, shelves, and I, I got some fabric uh, boxes and stuff, and I got it all organized, and I kind of hacked it up a little bit and even got them to handle uh, hanging files and stuff like that. Um, so it was just really good. The, ha- the, the whole place is clean. I, I dusted it, and, which was a job in and of itself. And then I actually took my camera, and I videoed a walkthrough of my entire room and my podcast setup. So if that's something that interests you, I'll have a link in the show notes for episode 18 over at mmdcast.com. And uh, you can also look up my channel on YouTube slash NLcast. And uh, you can look for that video and you'll see basically a lot of my collectibles, what I hang on my wall and uh, what my desk looks like and um, stuff like that. So that was fun. It was neat. And I, I loved getting that out there because in my uh, hobby podcaster group that's on uh, f- Facebook there, um, they had a couple of guys had done studio tours and, and we, we use studio in quotes because usually it's just a space or a corner um, or an area in the family room. Uh, in my case, I do get a room all to myself. Not that it's real big, but uh, it's still, still a kind of a, a wink, wink, to call it a studio. But if you'd like to check that out, please do and let me know what you think. Um, my friend Jewel, uh, she used to work for me in children's ministry, and now she's off doing children's ministry in uh, Orlando, and then um, she's also doing school in Lakeland to become I don't know what. I don't know what she's decided on. I'm just thrilled that she finally has decided on something. Um, cause when I first met her, she was a mess. She, she was just a mess. You know, that, that phase that homeschoolers go through when they finally get to leave the home and they're either wide eyed and scared or they're attracted to just about every bad, horrible thing, um, that they were protected from the entire time they were homeschooled. So she was a little bit of both <laughs> and, uh, she has come a long way. She's amazing. And um, what what made my day is I saw a picture of her. She was coming back into town or something, somewhere, and she had a boyfriend. And I, I'm just happy for her because she 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 hasn't – she's never, I mean, she's only had one boyfriend the whole time I've known her, and it didn't work out very good. And so I told her, um, I told her, don't spill paint with him. And she she liked that thing. The reason why I said that is because I have a stepladder in my garage that looks brand new, except for the fact that it's got paint 
um, poured over the lot, the, the front three steps. And, um, I had that happen because she and her boyfriend were helping me paint some walls at the church. And, uh, she somehow within seconds of getting this bucket of paint managed to spill it all over my brand new stepladder and all over the carpet. I'm talking about it spread so thin and so wide. I, I, it, it, it's like somebody laid down in it and made a paint angel in the carpet. Well, luckily she had an uncle who did uh, cleaning for the church, actually free of charge. It was just what something he did. And he came and he sucked all that paint up out of that carpet before it could dry. And, uh, and then they broke up. So I don't know how much <laughs> to blame on the, on the spill. I definitely told her, you know, this is my, that was my advice. Don't, don't spill paint with him. You got, you got a fighting chance. If you try, if you just stay away from all paint products. Um, I think I mentioned this last time we found a little church that we're going to. And, and again, when I say little, it is, it is little father's day. We went to church and, um, there was probably 15 people, 16 people there. And, they kept saying, the pastor kept saying, just look around. It's so, this place is feeling full. I mean, and there's rows, you know, of people where there's nobody sitting. There's like two people here, one person there. And, uh, and I don't mean to dig on it. I'm just saying that's how small it is. And um, I like it. I'm happy there because everybody's real, you know. And uh, it was really neat. And the reason why I bring it up as an MMD is not only that we finally found one, and it's it's uh, it's been a journey of about a year before you know we since we've been able to find one. Uh, it's just I was I was they do some of the older songs, which shows me proves to me that I am old because I like it. I like the older. Songs, and I don't mean like old hymns. I'm talking about stuff that was cool when I was in my twenties. And uh, so they're they're doing stuff that's maybe ten years old, you know, fifteen years old, but not seven hundred years old. And the churches we had been to, so many of them seemed to do worship in a way that was like three songs and that's it. Three songs, two, one fast, one medium, one slow. Sit down. We're done. And a lot of times to me that felt like we were more interested in what the audience thought about worship than what God did. And this, this place, my daughter actually counted. She's like on the way home. She said, are they always going to do five songs in a row? I'm like, they might do more than that. Some days I said, that's what I'm used to. That's normal. I even told her, I says, when, when I did kids church, we did, six songs and you guys never noticed because we did three fast ones we took a break and did some other stuff had a puppet show or whatever and we came back and we did worship right before the sermon and you guys did five or six songs every sunday and you never noticed she's like oh you know but um i say all that to say you know they don't have lights flipping around they don't have smoke machines they don't have a cool uh hipster you know, Metro guy up there leading worship on a guitar. Um, it is about as, as old school as you can get. But um, 
it was real. And I found myself for the first time in any of the churches we've been in, I've found myself singing along because every church we've gone to, I just stand there during worship. I have not been able to connect with God in that format. I, I, I don't know. I there's no easy reason why, and you can either hate me or or just accept it. Um, but there, I, I've also haven't taken communion in a year um, because I know that somewhere in me I was harboring bitterness towards God, and I think I still am to a certain extent. I think it's something I'm still working on, and I also think it's something God is very patient about and very cool with wouldn't be if I kept it, you know, obviously, but so don't get upset about it. If God's not upset about it, but I say all that to say (laughs) that in this place, for some reason, because of the realness, because of the informalities, because nobody was there trying to be cool or hip, nobody was there trying to kiss my behind and make worship the best it could be for me, it actually provided the atmosphere to allow me to worship for the first time in a year, just simply singing songs to God, and I felt His presence. And for those of you that aren't church people, you know, I don't know. I I can't describe it except to say, have you ever felt good when you were supposed to feel bad? Have, have you ever felt what an embrace feels like um, or what it feels like to be in a room with someone that you're completely comfortable with? You don't have to put on airs that you don't have to, you know, be an employee or uh, so, something impressive that you are completely and totally accepted with all your flaws, hangups, issues, and problems and all the times that you've, you know, put people off or even God off to find that that all of that matters nary a bit. And you just get to feel absolute love. That's what I felt. And I haven't felt that for a very long time. And I think it's been a cross between, you know, obviously the depression does limit the abilities to feel things. Um and 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 also i think it's a, there was some practical reasons too spiritual reasons because i had closed some doors and things so i re, i just remember back to that moment in that church and and kind of stopping for a second and just saying god thank you so much for making this so easy to come back cuz for some reason i i you know every time i stood through a church service and just felt like somebody in this church is watching me not sing because it would actually make me mad for some reason. Worship just made me mad. Um, and I would just stand there. And I, I'd imagine people were watching me. And uh, somehow I figured that I was sinning. <laughs> and that there was going to be a long road back. And uh, there wasn't. It was it, There wasn't. So that made my day. Absolutely. Um, Jenna, Jenna dares my son to do things that, cause she's the crazy one. She'll do anything 
it's not even fun to dare her to do stuff because she'll just do it. Jay, he gets real shy. So she dares him because he comes up to me and he, okay, before I tell you what he said, their cousin came over and she's a good three years older than Jenna. So she's definitely well into her tweens about to be 13 or 14, somewhere in there. I think she's 12. And she's, we're just talking about going and getting dessert. And she's like, oh, I could really go for some Froyo. And she is hipster all the way. And I had never heard the phrase Froyo and immediately hated the phrase Froyo and immediately banned it from being used by anyone in my house. I couldn't stop her, but I told my kids, it's frozen yogurt because Froyo makes me want to choke somebody. That sounds so dumb. And so... <laughs> My son, I'm working in here, and I see him at the door. I turn around, and he's got this butt-looking grin on his face, and he says, Hey, I want some Froyo. And, of course, a severe and horrible, bitter attack ensued. I chased him down, and the girl that dared him and, and inspired the Froyo statement, and I stacked them neatly next to each other on the couch and tickled them both until they almost peed themselves and they absolutely loved it. And then wanted to say Froyo, 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 Froyo all the time. So now I have to act like I don't care so that they will shut up about it and move on to something else. But I got to say that made my day is again, it was a lot. There was, I, I wasn't very available to them a lot of last year, this past year. I I had to hide from them because not that I didn't love them and not that I didn't want to be around them, but I didn't have anything for them. And I, what I did have was red eyes and tears and moaning and, and pain. And I didn't want them to see me like that. I didn't want them to uh, have memories of that. You know what I'm saying? So anytime that I get to do something fun and crazy and feel like it and don't have to, you know, it's not like I'm because there was a phase where I had to kind of talk myself into it. Like, let's go act like dad. Let's go do this because, you know, they're going to enjoy it and all this. Now it's more like normal. And that's good. That's an MMD if I ever heard one. So um, I went back to church Um uh, not this week, because it was Father's Day, but last week, on our first Sunday, I went back to church. And it was another MMD for somebody else, because the pastor's brand new, small church, and he's got this sermon series that he created. He didn't, he's not using curriculum. He's not using some book from somebody and using somebody else's words. This is something that he created and he made about the power of words. And he said it more than three or four times where... He says, I hope you guys will come back, and I appreciate most of you do. And, you know, we have a high ratio of people. And, of course, we're talking about a ratio out of 10. And so though my wife didn't feel like it and my kids um, didn't want to go, I went. And I went because I wanted to make his day. Because I'm a pastor, or used to be. I still am. I just I'm not operating in that capacity right now. But I know what it feels like to work hard on something and and then show up and, and nobody's there. You know, I've done Sunday school classes where I've created stuff from scratch and and had two people go, you know, show up. And 
you expected 40. And uh, those two people are worth it, but it's it just hurts, you know? It hurts your feelings. So, my God, I showed up, and um, and he thanked me from the pulpit <laughs> before the sermon was over uh, about, you know, thanks, thanks, Brother James. I'm Brother James now. For, for coming back. So that made my day. So such a, such an easy thing to do. Well, my daughter, I said she didn't want to go, but she came anyway. She came with me. She's like, hold on, I'm going to get my stuff. And, she, and I said, you better get some stuff to draw with, color with, because you are going to be bored. You have not been to a service like this ever in your life because they've always had kids church. I've always been the kids pastor, man. So, you know, on the on the way home, she did. She sat there. She drew stuff from off the walls. She even pulled out a dry erase board from nowhere out of her bag and started coloring, and it smelled so terrible. I was like, she's going to kill some old lady in here. So I had her cap it and put it away. And she uh, she made she wrote out a check for a million dollars. She made the check. She made everything, and she slid it inside this offering envelope, and it was making so much noise. I had to shush her. But she was really, really, really good. And on the way home, I said, baby, why did you want to come? Because I know you were bored. I know you were absolutely bored. And she says, I just like spending time with you. So you want to talk about a made my day moment. That's it right there. And I, again, flashed back to the last year and realized, you know, we used to go on daddy-daughter dates. You know, we used to just do stuff together, her and I even before Jay was born. And we haven't done that lately. But um, she, she, you know, she wanted to be with me, and that's awesome. Uh, another one, this is, um, we did a swim meet. What is it? On um, Friday, okay? Because my kids swim every day. Or no, this was Saturday morning. It was so early. Swim every day, and then we have a swim meet pretty much every weekend of the summer. And, and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> I hate watching people swim. It is the worst. But we went. And one thing that did happen that was cool, there's this eensy, tiny little girl. I, I mean, I don't even know how she could swim at all. She was so eensy. And she made Jay look like a giant, my son. And um, they apparently, okay, what they do is they blow the whistle, beep, beep, and you're supposed to step up, and then they do a long blow, and that means get in the water, and then... They do another something and then you go. Okay, that's that's the understanding that I learned. I learned this. Well, this little girl apparently didn't learn it because man, she jumped out ahead of everybody and she's swimming and swimming and they're and and the place is laughing and carrying on and she's just chucking it and going. For, she looks more like a, a bobber, you know, on the end of a fishing line than than a swimmer. She just kind of goes down and you're like, okay, is she gonna come back up and then. <gasps> And then she goes back down. She's kind of swimming underwater. And she makes it about halfway before she hears the announcer guy calling her name. <laughs> and so she stops. And, and I bless her heart, I think she was more than halfway. So she turns around and swam all the way back to the beginning. You know, it would have been shorter just to keep going at that point. And I really, I really wondered if she wasn't just going to tie her out. Well, then... She she stayed, you know, and they blew the whistle and they got in the water and they tweeted and off they go. And she's one of them, man. She's already swum a whole lap and she's got to do it again. 
So I didn't. I lost track of her. I wasn't actually watching what was going on. But they all get out, and about 15 seconds after that, I hear some laughter and I look out, and the little girl apparently, when she got to the end of her run, turned around and was swimming all the way back to the beginning. She was three quarters of the way already by the time I saw her. And so she gets out of the water at the very, very end and everybody kind of claps for her. And I'm thinking, my gosh, you know, most of the kids did a a freestyle. They did a backstroke and then they did a, um, a a relay. So they did three laps across this pool. This girl did one lap before she even did her official lap. She did her official lap and then she came all the way back. So that was three in one turn and she had to do two more. So nobody swam more than the tiny girl, the tiny swim meet girl. I'm going to keep an eye on her. She's, uh, she's either, um, she's really anxious or, or clueless. One of the two, she's very anxious to, to prove herself or she just doesn't know what's going on. The rumor was that she was the kid, of the lady that, that kind of runs the place. So maybe she's just, this is what she's seen grownups do. You know, you swim out and come back, you know, the Olympics or whatever. I don't know. Um, I got a couple of father's day cards from my kids. It was really, really good. Um, that they asked me what I wanted. My, my wife did too. And I said, I just want handmade, um, father's day cards. That's really it. And, uh, so they gave them to me and I want to share them with you. <laughs> Basically, Jenna's said it was really sweet. It just said, I made you a dad. She's my oldest. She did. This is something that I talked with her about one night, you know, and she said, and you made me a daughter, which is arguable because even without me, she would still be my wife's daughter. But I get the point. And she says, so I made you a dad. You made me a daughter. You put a lot of love in my life. And I'm telling you, man, there's not. A, a, a card at Target in the entire place that could have said it better than that. Jay's, um, this is the first year he's made me one in his own handwriting. He just finished kindergarten and he's got this really neat little script print that he does. And his said, Dad, you are very, very, very funny. And, not and, and you are fun and you are so, 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 so awesome, Jay. Awesome. I'm A-L-L-S-O-M-E. I'm awesome. And uh, you aren't. You might be awesome, but only I. Only I am awesome. I am all the sums, all the awesomes. That's kind of the way I perceive it. To my son, I am more than awesome. I am awesome. So that made my day. Father's Day was good. Um... I mentioned already recording with my daughter was really fun and really good. I'm looking forward to doing that. That made my day. Um, Sunday's takeaway was really good. This Sunday was Father's Day. And I couldn't tell you what he preached about. It was about something Father's day E. But one of the things he wanted to point out was that you still belong to God, even if you've screwed up with God. And I kind of already shared a lot of, what I what I dealt with, you know, in a nutshell with God this past year, I felt I kind of felt like he, you know, kind of lifted his hand from us and allowed a bunch of bad stuff to happen. And and I'm sure there are better people than me that would just praise him for that 
and just be like, oh, thank you, God, because you thought apparently that I was capable of being able to withstand this trial. I'm going to tell you what. I did not withstand the trial. I failed. I was mad. I was bitter. I didn't pray. I didn't talk. Um, But yet at the same time, I knew (laughs) I had to do things his way and, uh, you know, was looking for spiritual help and, and all that kind of stuff. So it was weird. But um, one thing he said, it was real simple, but it, it made a lot of sense. He says, if a son sins against his dad, isn't he still his father's son? You know, and, and I'm like, yeah, heck yeah, he is. And I, you know, just never thought of it in the sim- in that simple way. And, you know, I... um. I realize that I'm still, I still am, a, I still belong to God. I'm God's child. And uh, just because my son does things at times that tick me off, or he gets mad and goes and wants to pout, or he does just things outright, you know, there's very few times he does things outright bad. But sometimes he sneaks candy and things like that, as kids do. And it ticks me off, makes me mad. I have to punish him, blah, blah, blah. But am I any, is he any less my son? And I would, I would say H no, just to be that emphatic. Heck, heck no. He, he, he is not any less my son. Heck yes, he is my son and nothing's ever going to change that. And, um, I think that applies to our relationship with God as well. And I'm glad. I'm glad that that God's side of the connection between the two of us um, never fails, even if my side of the connection does. Does that make sense? Um, <laughs> Father's Day, I didn't get a gift. I didn't want to get a gift because we kind of screwed up Mother's Day. My wife was gone visiting her great grand or her grandmother and mother. By the time we got back and the week went by and another week went by and we hadn't done nothing for her, you know, nothing. And it was fine. She was fine. She didn't want to spend the money. So I said, you know what? Let's not do the same thing. But because on um, Nobody's Listening, the podcast I do with John Steinklaver, I told them about this Buzz hoodie that I'd found at the uh, Disney store and just how awesome it was. And there were people that suspected that what was going to happen. I think John was one of them. That, that I was going to end up with this thing as a surprise on Father's Day. Well, I did not, because my wife truly and, and wholly hated this Buzz Lightyear costume-looking hoodie, because it wasn't just the face of Buzz Lightyear. It had the chest piece, the back had the backpack, the head had the purple thing, I mean, the whole deal. She hated it. She barely wanted to take a picture of me in it. So I posted that picture online, and I said, look what Jen got me just to mess with her. And man, hundreds of people are liking it and saying, oh, I knew she would do that. That's so sweet of her. And I did it for one reason only, (laughs) to to just dig on her that she didn't do it. (laughs) And um, if you listened, I don't think, I don't know what episode, maybe it was the last two, the little mini series Jen and I did. Um, about our story, but um, yeah, yeah, I said it in there that if I'm lo- if I'm picking on you, it's it shows you I love you, and uh, Jen has always appreciated that, and um, she really enjoyed. She she has to pretend like she hates it, but 
that's what makes it fun. And she's like, yeah, I can't believe you put that up there, you know. And she even responded, what she never does on Facebook. So that made my day. It was really fun. Um, and then lastly is uh, recording our depression story. Jen and I sat down last night. And for an hour and 47 minutes, we just talked back and forth about the last four or five years of our life and how depression changed it. And um, I split it into two different episodes and posted it right here on the Made My Day uh, feed. And matter of fact, those of you that you know download this stuff in real time, you should see those part one and part two. It's called Our Depression Story. And um, I didn't make them episodic, meaning I didn't give them episode numbers because I think they, they're not made my days. They're just the thing that I've told you that I would do for quite a while um, is tell you our story. And so I hope you enjoy those and I, I hope to hear back from you. And, and, you know, if it's blessed you or hurt your feelings or you totally disagree or you think it's awesome or whatever, uh, one thing I don't want is advice. Okay, so I don't I don't want advice, and um, but I would love to hear what you thought of it, and um, you know, but but and when I say advice, I mean I don't I don't want to hear um, about how you know raw pepper holes have helped you overcome you know depression or whatever, because this is our story and it's already gone down and we're on the other end of it and things are going great, and so in in some ways. It's too late for the <laughs> advice anyway. Uh, so anyway, check that out. It was awesome sitting down and recording my wife. I used to do a show with her called uh, Geek Loves Nerd, and you can still get Geek Loves Nerd at nlcast.com. And we, we did that for quite a while, and uh, it just kind of tapered off, just lack of interest um, on our part. And then my growing depression also made it just impossible for me to continue podcasting. But it was good to sit down and talk with her. She was very natural and um, it was good. It's a good thing. All right, now it's time for your feedback and your MMDs. And uh, I just want to remind you, if you want to get featured in this part, all you have to do is tag your tweets or your Facebook status with hashtag MMDCast, and I'll read them. From Facebook, I got one from Anthony. Um, I'm sorry, from Hannah. Seeing the Honest trailer for Lion King made my day. Uh, have you ever heard of the Honest trailers? You can go to uh, YouTube.com. And then type in Honest Trailers and you will see uh, this guy with a, with a movie voice takes and uses uh, clips from the movies to make Honest Trailers. What, what the movie was actually about, what, uh, you know, even problems with the movie, problems with characters. And it's generally pretty clean, but um, she, she apparently did not get a reference in there to porking. <laughs> which you and I know is a sexual reference. Um, but she even typed that up on the, on the comments. She's like, yeah, I didn't get the, what they meant by porking. And another guy comes on. He's like, well, you know, I don't want to tell you, tell you. And she goes, well, I have a baby. And, and he goes, well, okay, well, and, and she says, well, I have a feeling it has to do with this. And so, and he's like, well, you'd be right. And I just wrote homeschool. Cause she's homeschool kid. So <laughs> that made my day. 
Sometimes, uh, oh, this is Anthony. Sometimes you have to seize your own MMD moments. He says, a few days back, I scored a free bushel of honey crisp apples from my local grocery store. I am an employee there, and I never have you. I've never used. Um, I've never taken advantage of the free produce shrink. I'm guessing if they have too much, then they have to give it away uh, to their employees. But now that I've moved out of my parents' place, I load up whenever I can. Kind of like a pirate, but healthier, Anthony. So that made his day. I free food, man. Heck yeah. Can't eat it on you can't eat on apples alone though. From Twitter, Aaron says listening to the latest episode of MMD Cast always makes me smile. So thanks, Aaron. Hearing my tweet on Made My Day, even if my nickname pronunciation was wrong. Was awesome. Maybe I'll use my actual name now, Bree. She changed her name all because of a mention. I don't remember what it was, but if you know me at all, if you've listened to any of my shows, you know I absolutely butcher usernames and I also butcher genders. I guess gender's wrong for some reason. But Bree, I hope I'm saying it right now. <laughs> uh let me hit you with some news real quick. And the only bit I have is just thanking those who have decided to support us through patreon.com slash MMDcast. We've got a couple of supporters on there. And uh, if you listen to this show and it has helped you at all and you're able at all, uh, you are not obligated in any way. The show will always be free. But if you have a few uh, bucks to spare, uh, consider giving a certain amount every month. Um, or I'm sorry, per episode to made my day. Uh, the, the two folks that are on there now have decided to give $1 per episode. That would be $4 a month. And it is very much appreciated any amount, you know, from a quarter, 50 cent, two bucks, five bucks, 10 bucks. Not only do you give, but there's also rewards built in at each level. So go and look at it anyway, Patreon, P A T R E O N.com slash MMDcast, and just consider helping us out. Thank you so much. Guys, what has made your day recently? What has meant something special to you? I want to share your little, tiny, wonderful moments with everyone who listens to this show. So tag your stuff with that hashtag MMDcast or mail your moments to MMDcast at gmail.com. And those in three or four sentences also uh, always have the best chance of getting read. Visit us online at www.mmdcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at uh, NLCast. Like Make My Day podcast on Facebook if you haven't yet. And leave us an iTunes review if that's how you found us. And feel free to sponsor an episode through patreon.com slash mmdcast. Here's hoping that every single day you'll find something that makes your day. (laughs) 